This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests appear on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. We are stand-ins for the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and this is the Fat Packs Podcast brought to you by the Collectible Card Club and Monster Breaks. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How are you doing this morning? Man, it's a little early. It's a little early this week. We're in here a little bit early. Yeah, a little earlier than normal, but um, I'm doing all right. Are you? I'm doing horrible. You look horrible. Yeah. (laughs) And um, just on all levels, (laughs) you've been sick, you've got injuries, you're just just falling apart. I am falling completely apart. But I'm here, I'm hitting here for you guys. I'm here for you. That's it. There you go. I'm here for you. I want to get through this show so I can go home. And Sorry, man. It's going to be a slam dunk. <laughs> it's going to be a slam dunk. I like what you did there. You like that? We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, before we get into the show and set that all up, let's uh, let's set up new products and pricing, man. What we got going on, dude, man? All right. So yesterday uh, dropped Upper Deck Series Two. Your favorite? No, not my favorite. Not your favorite, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Upper Deck Series Two dropped yesterday. Um, normal stuff. Yeah, normal stuff. Nothing too crazy there. The the eighty to ninety dollars a box range, sure. Where you get it, um, chase those Nolan Patrick um, young guns, guns, and then the uh, the guys from the first series chase their canvases. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty standard stuff. Uh, but uh, that's what's out on Upper Deck Series Two hockey um, tomorrow. Big stuff tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Select football. From oh yes, Pendine. yes. So that product last year was just killer. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing product. So that hits to, uh, the streets tomorrow. Uh, one fifteen a box. Get it early. That stuff went from one fifteen to like one sixty. Yeah, yeah, whatever. One, real quick. Yeah, real fast. So one fifteen a box. Uh, same setup. Two autos. One mem. They're hitting the XRC cards again. Nice, so get your shot nice. at Baker Mayfield and all those new guys. Um, they're running about three per case on those. Mm. So every couple boxes, you're going to snag an XRC card. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, that's all we really have coming out this week. I'll give you a little sneak peek to next week, though. What you got? Um, for basketball, mm-hmm. contenders. Contenders basketball. Yeah, pro jerseys. So that's going to be huge uh, coming out next week. And also uh, 2018, man, Sage. Sage hit. Sage is hit. Sage is coming out. Sage is coming out. So uh, almost said Sage hit. Is, yeah. Well, Sage hit's the same thing, right? It's a yeah. It, they change it. They seem like they change it up a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. But yeah. So that hits next week. Um, be able to get your autographs of these new guys that are uh, not even drafted yet. Yeah, so, not drafted yet. Um, yeah. So it'll be a good week next week. You get to see them hanging out like on bleachers. Yeah. Yeah. Getting Stuff ready to run like their forty yeah, at the combine. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, new pricing wise. I don't know how he did this. But he did it. You talking about Brian? Yeah, Kobe Bryant imminence. Putting me imminence, Kobe Bryant. He says it's priced, but okay. 
<laughs> that stuff's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, what was it? Thirteen k a box. Thirteen k right? a box. I uh, saw some this past weekend, like in person, and uh, it's nice stuff. Is it nice stuff? Nice stuff. Sweet. Well, it's priced. Um, Panini's just doing it big there, I guess. You know, with with that Kobe thirteen thousand dollar tag on it. So you know, awesome. People buy it. People, it's, I mean, oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. So I'm sure it's sold out. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure it's sold out. Yeah, I'm sure it did too. So there you go. It, that's all done. And then limited football is done. Yep, and yep. I hear rumor from you that yes. uh, Vertex football is going to be done today as well. Today, tomorrow at the latest. But yes, well, before the weekend, it'll be uh, you'll be rocking and rolling on that. So sweet. I got. This is, I did something. This is my first time doing this. Did you pre-pricing? I pre-priced. Get out of here. I pre-priced Upper Deck Series 2. All right. It's also uh, your parallels, not not the young guns. I didn't do the right. young guns because I'm not stupid. Right. We're too uh, volatile. Yeah, very too volatile. Very much volatile. Um, but all your base cards, all your veterans. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, base, exclusives, canvases. Wow. Those are all done. All right. Okay. So you can go get your, your pre-pricing on that. It's ready for you, and then I'm I'm sure that with a product like this, I can probably I'll probably have that price by like Tuesday. Yeah, because so. <laughs> it'll have like a gazillion sales. Exactly. So, so um, that's all done for you guys. Go check that out. Also wanted to mention that in series two, the OPG update is in there. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, so, sweet. Okay. Good deal. Um, those are landing probably like five or six per box. Okay. So, if you want to finish out your OPG set, oh, that humongous set. <laughs> You gotta go get the rest of them. Yeah, go pick them up on the secondary market and uh, and do that. If you get it done, let me know because that's impressive. I don't. <laughs> that's a lot of cards. Yeah, that is a whole lot of cards. All right, um, I think that's it for pricing. Top series one was priced. Uh, I got that. I think I said that last week, but I'm gonna say it again yep, yep, as well too. So there, there you go. There's your uh, there's your new pricing and uh, new products. Now, Paul, I have a question for you. Hit me. We. Um, we alluded to you not being around last weekend. That's why we got had to get the show done early. Right. You can we say that you went to TriStar now? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said it. So you did. Tell Tri- tell me Tri- how the show was. TriStar. Yeah. <laughs> tell me how the show was. It was good, man. I mean, it's it's always fun to go down there. Um, you just see all the people. Yeah. You know, Becky was down there doing their RCR and uh, BAS stuff. Um, tons and tons of people, man. I got to sit and um, little Barry Sanders did a little Q and A with Barry Sanders. Nice. So I got to uh, listen to that a little bit. Um, buddy of mine got to meet Dr. J mm-hmm. and do the whole thing up. So um, yeah, there's some big names in the house. Um, show was hopping, man. This place was packed. Uh, it was a good sign. Good sign for the hobby, man. Now you said that you saw somebody drop a large amount of money on a single yeah. card. <laughs> yes, we will not talk about what card it was, but it was uh, it was twenty five thousand dollars. He dropped twenty five k cash. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On a single card. On a single card. Holy moly. Yeah. I thought my story about that young man in Chicago at that first coin show I ever went to. He dropped. Well, I've, I've told it before, but I'll tell it again briefly. He he. There was a coin. It was mm-hmm. a Mercury dime. And it was like $13,000 or something like that. He had $10,000 cash. And he turned to his dad and said, I need $3,000. And his dad, wow. said, his dad said, okay, but you're not getting an allowance for a few months. <laughs> a few months? So first of all, what's his allowance? <laughs> a few months? A few months. Wow. So th- that was nuts. That I, That's the most I'd ever seen dropped on a on a single purchase at a show. But your 25K beats mine yeah, uh, it was, uh, by 12000 Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was definitely a... Uh, Definitely a crazy purchase, but um, 
you know, it, it, it's it's good though. It's good to see. Yeah, it's good to it's see. It's good to see for the hobby that people are uh, collecting stuff. I believe this was a, a purchase for a, a customer who was doing the rainbow. Okay. Of a certain player, so I think right. that was a completion to their rainbow. So it was a big uh, deal. It was a big deal. Nice. So. Okay. Um, what do we got here before we get into the show? I want to mention that our Fat Packs Closet giveaway ended yesterday, and we had ten winners. Ten winners. Wow. So, I took all the T-shirts that we have. <laughs> Dude, you got like a small thrift store I know. in your office. <laughs> John John came to my desk. He was all, hey, I was looking for a guy with a random pile of T-shirts, and I thought that might be you. <laughs> so I had to, I took all the T-shirts that I had at my desk and the, uh, the hats and everything like that and, and gave them away for Valentine's Day. All right, so, all right. Uh, I, what I what I want to get what I wanted to say here is that there's been a few winners that said, "Hey, I don't I, I don't collect that, I don't wear that, or whatever." Oh, okay, I got you. So they've passed passed it on to other oh, other nice. people in the hobby, which is really cool. So um, that is very sweet of you. I also got a message. See what I did there, sweet. I see that. I, I got a that. message from one Mr. James Finley. He won a extra large shirt, and he says that he cannot wear it. Okay. So if someone would like to claim. An extra large, I believe it's a top shelf break shirt. All right. If anybody wants to claim a, an extra large top shelf breaks, you can uh, just message me, uh, Eric in at Beckett.com, and the first one to do that and have a top. I think it's a top shelf breaks. I'll have to go back and look, but um, it's an extra large shirt. It's an extra large. Who shirt. Who doesn't like free shirts? Exactly. No it's matter free. what's on the. I'm front. a t-shirt whore, Paul. I could tell that just from your desk. Yeah, I really I am. Can, I can I, imagine what your wife thinks at home. She, that's what she calls me. That's like, what she calls you because, like, we'll go somewhere and I'll I'll buy a t shirt. Nice, and I'll never wear it. Nice, <laughs> but it's there. I have it. Right, and it's I don't memories. know why. It's, it's memories. It's, it's memories. That's what it is. And but and you know what I hate are those novelty tees, like you know. Just stupid with stupid little. You mean the ones that? Oh, okay. I see your shit. The ones with sayings. Yeah, like those are those are so dumb. Like you know, we have two opinions, mine and mine, or something like that. Yeah. Just I don't like those, but I have I have a closet full of T-shirts I've never worn. Right. Just because I went there and I had and I had to get a T-shirt. I got you. It's yeah. so stupid. I'm just, I waste money on the dumbest things like sports cards. And then. <laughs> <laughs> he did not really say that. No, nah, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> All right. So uh, then, also, I wanted to get. We'll do. We'll do the fat packs poll later. Later in the show. Okay. But I want to do one now. The one that I posted this morning, just live. It's live right now. It's getting a lot of reaction. Okay. Uh, fat packs poll. Do you regularly buy cards from a Facebook group or page? And if so, which which groups do you participate or purchase in? This right now, eighty percent of people answering this say no, they don't. What? That's ridiculous. Really? 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 That, uh, that's weird. I don't know why they, they, they would. Uh, there's just so much action on there, on those? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know. I got nothing on that, man. So 80% say no. And I'm just, I'm, in, I, I'm teasing that now at the front of the show to see where this is next week. I want, because the, if this will end today. Okay. But I just, it doesn't make any sense because this is on Twitter, right? Yeah, it's on Twitter. So most people that use Twitter. Are in these groups? Yeah, like the are. people that don't use Twitter are the ones not buying on Facebook because they're not right on Twitter. Right. So that's uh, that's interesting. Either we don't have the right people on our Twitter page, right? Like we have, we don't have a huge amount of followers. We have five thousand followers and give some change. Either those five thousand people are not on face or are not following. I'm sorry, the thirteen thousand people who are in Finest Two Point Oh don't follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> 
Apparently not. Or, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it seems funny to me. Ooh, 82% now. Wow. It, this is, it, it keeps going up. It keeps and going up. I just find it funny. I find it real funny. That they uh, do not buy on a Facebook group. They, yeah, that they do not buy on a Facebook group. So that's that's that. All right, let's set up the show. First, our first guest, our, uh, we're from the Great White North. He said negative 40. He did. I, I thought he stuttered. <laughs> I did. But, uh, no, he said negative 40. It is cold up there. But, um, that, you know, it doesn't seem to phase him. No, no, it sure doesn't. So we had hot shot Danny Duggan. From the Canadian Wrestling Elite. Yes, he's a wrestler. And my man, <laughs> he was a wrestler. And my man, Craig, um, I'd say Craig, not Craig, C- Curtis. I can't not get this right at all this week. You cannot. I'm all over myself. I'm sorry, Curtis. I, I meant no disrespect. My man, Curtis, from uh, First Row Collectibles and the Autograph Blog. Those were our first guests. Okay. I thought it was interesting to have a Canadian perspective on things. Absolutely. You know. Here, especially about the JUCO learning stuff there. I didn't know. Yeah, I might have to actually do some work maybe and price some of that stuff. Maybe. I might have to do that. Maybe maybe do that. So those are, those are our first guests. They're great, man. Uh, it's a it's a weird mix of wrestling and collecting talk, and it, right. all, it all mixes together in this weird Canadian uh, poutine that is just amazing. <laughs> I see what you did there. I really – it was a, I liked it. I had fun. It was, it was a good, uh, good interview. Uh, my man Danny said, I, I was really disappointed. I, I was hoping he was working Hill, but uh, he's a baby <laughs> face, so yeah, darn it. That's all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. And then uh, next is something that we teased for a couple of weeks. We finally got it locked down, and I got to tell you, this is my favorite interview of 2018. Oh, I, by far and away. I understand that we're 45 days in <laughs> <laughs> right. into the year, but um, man, Three-time NBA dunk champion, world champion, Venezuelan League MVP. MVP, yep. Nate Robinson. Nate the Great. Nate the Great. Hard over height. Man, this interview was so much fun. We were all over the place talking about a ton of different things. Plus, he's a collector. He is a collector. So, it even better. It is, and he owns a restaurant. He owns a restaurant, but with wings. Yes, even better. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still in shock about that. All right, so all that's coming up in the show, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to finish up with some fat pack polls. And Paul says he has an animal story for us. Yeah, man, I hope you guys you guys remember that story, Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, <laughs> all right. So all that coming up. But first, a reminder that all our phone guests are brought to you by... Sparty Hawk. Hawk. Cash Hotline. Caw-caw. There you go, Sparty. Doing it big. Uh with us, and again, uh, the show is brought to you by my man over there, Rob Smith, at the Collectible Card Club, and our guys, Kyle and Curtis. And Curtis at Monster Breaks. Killing Monster Breaks. Killing it. We got to come up with a Monster Breaks. Like, you know what I'll do? Should we do like a big roar? Yeah, we'll put it, <laughs> I'll, I'll get a roar drop, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something. <laughs> And put it. Put, That's what, awesome. What Kyle, if we're, I love what, that. What if we're wrong about Tyrannosaurus rexes? What if they're not like? What, what if they're small voiced animals or reptiles or they they're not roar? Be. They're like roar. Or they could be. They could be. You never could, know. Right? Yeah, exactly. I doubt it. They just intimidate them with their arms. Yeah, they're, they're little flappy arms. Little flappy arms. They're trying to reach coffee cups and you can't <laughs> do it. It's ridiculous. All right. All right. All that. All right, guys. Hang tight. Our first interview on the other end of this break. 
This is Eric Norton, co-host of Beckett Radio, and you're listening to the number one sports collecting podcast in the world, home of the Fat Packs. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and joining us for our first inter- interview this week is my man Curtis from First Row Collectibles and my man Danny Dugan, or is it Dugan or Duggan? I want to get it right. I want to get it right. It's, it's Hotshot Danny Duggan, just like Hacksaw. Ha- All right, Hotshot Danny Duggan from Canadian Elite Wrestling. Uh, is it Can- oh, Wow, I got that wrong. Is it Canadian Wrestling Elite? That's what it is, right? And you told me the pressure was on for me to deliver today. I know. Oh, oh man, he can dish it back. That's <laughs> I'm, awesome. I I'm, like you already. I'm slipping. I'm, I got to tell you, uh, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm not going to make excuses. Uh, Anyways, these guys are here because they're great. That's why they're here. That's why you're listening to us right now. So let's talk about all things wrestling, all things collectibles. Paul, you're going to be lost during this interview, but we're going to try this. I am. I'm going to be totally lost. That's okay. I'm not a wrestling guy, but I'm along for the ride. So Let's talk about uh, First Row Collectibles first. Tell us where this is at up there in the Great White North, and what is First Row Collectibles? So First Row Collectibles is up here in Lorette, Manitoba, Canada, which is about 15 minutes outside of Winnipeg. Awesome. Is it cold there right now? That's a stupid question, but, I mean, it's it's 65 so, here. <laughs> right now, we're having a, a really warm day, which is about plus one. Oh, okay. Uh, usually, though, we're about minus 40. So, oh. yeah, we're having a good day. Jeez, how do, you get, how, do, how, do, how do customers get in when it's that dang cold? Oh, man, you know what? Luckily for us, everything's done online. Uh, the only time we really have customers coming in is when we do our shows. Okay. Uh, like the one we have next week at the Legends of Wrestling Convention. Yeah, let's get into the Legends of Wrestling Convention. Tell us what that is. All, tell us all about that because uh, that's what got me excited about this interview. You guys have some really hot stuff going on. Well, I'll pass this one off to Danny. He'll, he'll tell you about that. All right, Danny, what's up? The Legends of Wrestling Convention that we had for the first time last February. Canadian Wrestling Elite is a full touring professional wrestling brand that goes across Canada and for the I'm going to our toes in the convention waters because nobody's doing that that type of genre up here in Canada. So we, we kind of put our flag in the, the ground, so to speak. It was a huge hit last year, so we're coming back to round two next Friday, February, sorry, next Saturday, February 20th. And we've got uh, 13 guests as of right now, and that includes people from, from WWE, UFC, the Canadian Football League, and the NHL. So we're really excited to, to kind of put everybody under one roof and, and celebrate sports. So February 24th, I want to get that right out there for you guys up there in the uh, Manitoba, uh, Winnipeg area. So is, are we talking sports cards? And we're, we're talking professional wrestling and professional sports. We, uh, we have 13 guests that are going to be on the bill that day. They're going to be available for autographs, photo ops. Uh, we're doing a lot of Q&As with the celebrities throughout the day. And then we're doing a live wrestling event after the convention as well. So who are some, who are some of the guys you got set up coming in? On the wrestling side of things, our headliner is WWE Hall of Famer Ron Farouk Simmons. Nice. Damn. Yeah, we have, <laughs> damn, that's right. And uh, we, have, uh, we have a whole panel of Hall of Famers. We have former NWA World Champion Barry Windham, former Intercontinental Champion Tito Santana, AWA Icon Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, the infamous Greg the Hammer Valentine, Tugboat, also known in, in many circles as the Shockmaster and Typhoon. Typhoon. And then on... And then on the sports side of things, we've got Canadian Football League stars, James West returning to Winnipeg for the first time in many years. He's a huge, huge celebrity here in the city of Winnipeg with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's coming on back to meet the fans. Uh, Curtis at first row is, is presenting Tre- Trevor Kennard as well from the, from the Canadian Football League. We've got NHL original six legends, Bob Leiter, uh, a whole panel. And, and Curtis is also bringing Roland DeLore from the UFC as well. 
Very nice. That sounds like a great lineup. That is a great lineup. And, I mean, where else are you going to find that, man? I mean, that's a, that's a great mixture of, of wrestlers and other you know, athletes. So right. I don't want to say that wrestlers aren't athletes because I'm sure that, <laughs> that Danny can put a whipping on me, man. So Yes, uh, with one finger. Yeah, with one finger. The, the the white meat baby face that he is. That's awesome. Man, I'm so, I got I to gotta tell you, Danny, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping you were healed. I was hoping to work healed today. But uh, we'll take a baby face if we can get one. Well, to be honest, once I cross across that American border, my demeanor changes a little bit, and uh, this Canadian becomes not so friendly. Uh oh, are we talking Bret Hart, uh, Owen Hart, the Canadian Alliance? There is that what we're talking? Hundred percent, my man. Ah, the good old days of Raw when it was fun and worth watching. <laughs> Raw is that like sushi? Oh, shut up. <laughs> So you guys are uh, working online for Fresh Roll Collectibles. How do our, our listeners find Fresh Roll Collectibles online, and what do you offer there? So we're, we're located at www.firstrow.ca. Okay. Uh, our, our, our affiliation with CW, with the Canadian Wrestling Elite, is a lot of times we set up at a lot of their events. So, Sweet. Like Danny said, he, he goes across all, all across Canada. Uh, a lot of times we, we do a lot of their events that are, that are Manitoba-based. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, the future's bright and hoping to uh, go on the road with them at some point in 2018. You, uh, you guys have free shipping there on all, any order $25 or more. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. And everything is in Canadian dollars. So if you're American, you're already, right off the bat, you're saving 25% just based on, on the US, U.S. currency alone. That's very nice. That is nice. You can get up there, Paul, and get some of those. Uh, some of those uh, they got some new what they got on there right now? What do they got Optic on football. Oh, do they? Okay, well, that they works. Sure do. I know a bunch that of is. optic singles. I know what that is. You get some of that. How, that's a good question for you guys. How does American football translate in Canada? Ooh, that's a good question. So the, the big difference there is uh, we we do three downs rather than four. Okay. Right? Uh, our football field's a, a little bigger. Uh, end zones are bigger, and our uh, the goalposts are at at the goal line sure. rather than at the end of, end of the end zone. Sure. So. What what we always get when we're in Toronto is a ton of people coming up and asking if we have like JUCO pricing or uh, a CFL pricing in our in our Beckett footballs. Is it really that popular? Because these guys that collect this stuff seem really hardcore about it. For sure, for sure. Well, especially with JUCO, because JUCO is such it's, it's so limited okay. uh, that I believe a lot, a lot of times you, you have to buy it directly from JUCO or from a, a JUCO distributor. Um, so yeah, definitely. But Upper Dax is starting to get into, into the CFL game now too. So that's uh, that's really brought brought along a, a lot of new collectors that uh, may not be familiar with CFL. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 stuff the game for sure. The CFL cards are are interesting. Like for instance, a couple years ago, Paul and I were opening some, and Chad Ochocinco had a rookie in CFL cards. Yes. And I don't know what Upper Deck was trying to pull there. But, I mean, that's not his rookie. We, we weren't considering his rookie here. But when you guys get a, a name like that from the NFL, is, is there an instant draw to those teams? I think so, definitely. Yeah, I, I, me- I remember Ocho Cinco with the – yeah, he had one year with the Montreal Alouettes. Correct. Um, and this year, actually this year, the, the same, same subject sort of, uh, Johnny Manziel. Mm. That's the big rumor of him coming to play for the Hamilton Ticats. Right. That's uh, so, yeah, If he gets up there, that would be huge. It would be, yeah. Set him up for his XFL career, right? <laughs> his XFL career. <laughs> yeah. So let's get you back to talking about wrestling a little bit. You got a, you got a show coming up on the 24th uh, in conjunction with the convention there. Uh, what's that card look like? 
that card is looking stacked. All those legends that we mentioned that are going to be at the convention that day, they're all going to be making some form of appearance on the live event as well. Okay. So to get, you know, six Hall of Famers under one roof on one show is absolutely incredible. And then we have our top talent from across Canada and the United States coming in. Uh, we just announced a huge main event last night that's going to see uh, one half of our tag team champions with Barry Windham in his corner wrestling uh, a heavyweight champion from North Dakota with Ron Simmons in his corner. So we're expecting some fireworks with that one. And then in tag team action, uh, yours truly will be teaming with the legendary Tito Santana to reignite the legendary 1983 feud over the Intercontinental title he had with Greg the Hammer Valentine, as the Hammer will be teaming with uh, my rival here in Canadian Wrestling's Elite, the Canadian crusher AJ Sanchez. Very nice. That, that sounds like a, a stat, stat card. For, the, for guys like me who watched WWF back in the day and you know, territorial wrestling here in Texas, we had the WCCW and you know, Jim, Jim Crockett promotions across the South. All those names are names that uh, guys my age are going to recognize. So um, I hope it draws well. What, what, what kind of uh, – were you guys set up at, at a, like a high school gym or are you guys at a, a convention center there where the show is? Yeah, generally speaking, we usually run in, in a lot of gyms or community halls. This event uh, is a, is that you see, you know, ECW and, and WWF has run out of over the years, and it's got the two-tier system with the balcony around up top. And when you pack that place with 700 people, it gets absolutely insane in there. Uh, just the atmosphere and the noise in that building, and, and just the, the view, the spectacle of the view of just people on on all all levels surrounding the ring. It's absolutely insane, and that's kind of the, that's the building we're running for this show. So I'm expecting some some really cool stuff to come from it. Sweet. Sounds great, man. I, it, I could almost be a wrestling fan now. <laughs> it's uh, very interactive, I, I would assume, with with a crowd that close and uh, a lot of heat coming from the crowd. I'm sure that's a lot of fun for you guys. I've never actually been inside of a wrestling ring, mostly because Paul and I once doubled as Earthquake, uh, Earthquake and Hur- um, Typhoon uh, for, <laughs> for a, a Christmas show. Oh, I'm sorry, a Halloween show, but uh, that we didn't wrestle that day. But it was we should still, have, though. That would have been, been fun. That would have been fun. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. What about let's talk about the the Winnipeg Jacks? I mean, they're 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 having a decent season. You have uh, Patrick Liney up there. You guys you guys big on hockey there at First Row Collectibles? Absolutely. That that's our biggest thing is hockey. Sure. Like this this town is hockey crazy, especially especially with Return of the Jets. Sure. Uh, Patrick Liney, like Patrick Liney is all over everything. Uh, Nolan Patrick, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Team Liney. Um, yeah, everybody's just just Winnipeg Jets crazy here too. Well, Upper Deck Series Two has dropped today, Paul. Today, today. So, you guys going big out, big in on that Upper Deck Series Two? Definitely, definitely. And you know, actually, uh, right after this interview, hoping to go and, and uh, pull some tricks. Very nice. Very cool. Very, Very cool. So, what do you guys? Let me ask a question. In sure. This go ahead, so, man. what do you guys collect? Do you guys collectors uh, as far as memorabilia or cards or anything like that? Like, what's in your PC? So, for me, I started off in in 1990 and. Uh, Card number four forty out of the score, which was Eric Lindros. Sure, yes, it that's was. What actually, that's what actually kicked it off. Like, nice. uh, that kicked off the whole the whole collection, and I've just been crazy since about about collecting. What about so you, Dan? For me, yeah, like like hockey cards, uh, hockey autographs, uh, CFL football, and wrestling. That, that's that's what I collect. Very nice. What about you, Danny? What do you, do you collect like memorabilia from uh, from shows or anything like that? Yeah, um, actually, uh, I, I just started my own online collectibles as well because, as Curtis can attest, sitting here in my living room, I've literally got crates upon crates of wrestling memorabilia, and the majority of it's from my personal collection. So I've got thousands of wrestling DVDs, action figures, 
Um, you know, now that I've been operating CWE for nearly a decade and, and I've had, you know, probably close to 100 WWE wrestlers in, I've just got stacks and stacks of, of signed 8x10s by these stars and legends that have come in. So I've actually started unloading a lot of my personal collection on, a, on my Facebook page, Hot Shots Wrestling Rewind and wrestling collectibles page and, and you can get a good insight of a lot of that stuff and pick some of it up and and the more these guys start to come in for cwe a lot of these legends i start i start bringing piles upon piles of stuff to them at these shows so a lot of these classic coliseum home videos that are really popular or were really popular are now being signed by a lot of the wrestlers that were on them in the 80s and 90s and a lot of the dvds and things of that nature so i've, I've got a little bit of everything and uh it's my personal collection but i've been starting to share it with the world as well very nice that's awesome paul very you got anything cool. like that you got a bunch of old vhs tapes no, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't have any VHS tapes. That's funny. that I would want to share. I just bought a brand new VCR to view them. So Are I, you I, I'm literally, I'm literally <laughs> sitting on crates of, of VHS, and and I'm an old school wrestling fan. I, I don't get too much time in, in in this day and age to watch professional wrestling on a weekly basis. So when I do have a chance to watch wrestling, I'm, I'm usually grabbing something from the '80s or the early '90s. I'm popping it in and, and sitting back and enjoying because that's that was that was the good professional wrestling to me personally. Of course, yeah, really. I mean, that's where it was. That was the good stuff. Let me ask you this, man. Uh, who, who's a, maybe a, a maybe a WWF legend that you've been in the uh, WWE legend that you've been in the ring with that really just like got you going and, and you like you were a little maybe maybe a little bit in awe. Man, that's a good question. I, I've I've been wrestling for 15 years now, so to me, it's just you know they're just they're just another guy in the locker room at this point, and I, I mean that respectfully, of course. Um, but I, I've been lucky to wrestle so many of them. Like we just had Jake the Snake Roberts on a three-week tour with us up here. Um, and a big part of why I had him up here is I, I wrestled him for about two weeks straight on a tour in Eastern Canada, and that was a blast. That was a really good time to be on the receiving end of a DDT night in and night out. Um, guys like Hacksaw Jim Duggan I've been in the ring with you know, on, on multiple occasions. He's another fun guy to be in the ring with. Um, pretty much anyone and everyone that's, that's been on WWE television at some point that have done the independence, I've been lucky to, to cross paths with either in the ring or in the locker room, and, and they're always a pleasure to be around. It's, it's always really cool to be able to – to be sitting next to somebody in the locker room you grew up idolizing and be able to go and perform with them that night. That's that's awesome. That's a good story. Because those guys, you you, you see their TV persona so much that you don't really know who they are behind the scenes. And, no, you have uh, no idea. Yeah, you really have no idea. But to hear that, you know, guys like uh, Hacksaw, who I've never actually heard a bad word about, and uh, guys like that, Jake Roberts, who went through hell and, and has come back on the other side clean. That's that's those are really good stories to hear. So that's uh, thanks thanks for that positivity, man, because that's needed in yeah. this world. Yeah, that's a, that's the fun part of what we do. Like when when you've been doing this full time for as long as I have, you know, it just becomes a part of your job. It becomes a part of everyday life. But those are the moments where you kind of get to sit back and and really appreciate the the line of work you got to get into, especially when it's something you dreamed of doing your whole life. Is sitting in a car for hours or sitting in a locker room for hours with guys like Jake Roberts or Hacksaw Jim Duggan or, or anyone else for that matter, and just and be able to listen to the stories from the time you grew up watching wrestling because that's sure. what captured your imagination and, and helped you choose your life path. So to be able to hear those stories from that time and be able to hear a lot of the, the crazy, wild myths and legends and hear if they're true or not, that's, that's, that's a part of the, the job that's a lot of fun. That's fun stuff, man. Now, Curtis, let me ask you this. Uh, you run on Twitter, you run, of course, First Row Collectibles, uh, but you also run the Autograph blog. How how that get started and what's your goal there? So I started that, I think, back in 2009. Um, I'm a huge autograph collector. I used to go out do in-person autographs through the mail and uh, started just documenting my, my stories, you know, uh, things that would happen, you know, at the hotel or at the airport. And then I sort of, uh, I, I stopped doing it for a while. And then I brought it back about 
uh, three years ago. And it's been uh, pretty popular, just, you know, helping out different collectors with different addresses and just uh, tips towards uh, the TTM game and uh, sharing other people's stories and stuff. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. That's okay. So uh, give us give us some TTM tips, man. Um, what, what, what works best for you? So I find that what works best is, is actually writing, is, is you know, hand, handwriting your stuff. I stopped for a while where I was, I was typing stuff. And my success rate went from about 75% way down to about 40%. So I, I, I noticed that just writing your stuff out and being honest and, you know, let them know that you're a collector and, and that, you know, the things that uh, maybe mentioning some of their accomplishments, that seems to work. Sweet. Paul, you ever done TTM? I have never done TTM. No. I've always been told I should, yeah. but I just never, never want to take the risk, I guess. There's a little bit of risk involved, and I just didn't want to take it. I, find, I don't know why, but I find it intimidating. You do. Like, like, if I do it and it's not returned, like, did I say something right. did to you upset wrong, the person? Right, right. Or, yeah. And I just, I shy away from it because of that. But Well, with what we do, too, we also know that sometimes a secretary sign or somebody else signs or an agent signs or something. So it kind of. That's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing, too. Just, I, I think it's with that. Just It's about doing your research and, like, finding out who, who signs and who doesn't. And sometimes just taking chances. Like, like last year, uh, last year during spring training, um, Mark McGuire and, and Ichiro was sitting back. Oh, and wow. that's one thing like no one expected that. And those those came back and I see people were sending them in to, to back it authentic and they were coming back authentic. So you just never know, right? That's a, that, yeah, you never know. But those are two huge names. That's, I mean, yeah, so. it's huge to be getting those back in the mail for exactly. sure. Exactly. Ichiro is a guy that I watched in Seattle for years who notoriously just wouldn't sign. He had a he had an autograph agreement uh with a with Mill Creek sports cards and he wouldn't. He just wouldn't sign unless it was at Mill Creek. So hearing him getting back TTM, that's pretty cool. That's real cool, actually. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. We both got to get back to work because, like we said, UD Hockey come, UD Series Two came out today, so we got to get some pricing done. But before we go, please give all our listeners your Twitter handles, where they can find your uh, uh, your online presence, and all that good stuff. For Canadian Wrestling's Elite, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CWE Canada, all one word. And for me personally, Hotshot Daddy Doug at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Curtis? First Row Collectivers, you can find us at www.firstrow.ca and at Twitter at First Row Collect. Awesome, guys. Go check them out, especially if you're in Canada. Give us some love. Tell them the Fat Pack sent you. We love Canada here at the Fat Packs. Cannot wait to get back to Toronto. Very what May, right? Yeah, May. We're so, going back. So uh, if you guys uh, happen to be out in the Toronto area and want to stop by the Sports Card Expo and say hello, please do that. We would love to meet you in person. Um, maybe if you're doing a wrestling show out there, we'll come out and see you. So bust some heads. Paul, you want to go to a wrestling show? I, I would go for that, yes. Nice. I would go for that. Very nice. Guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today, and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you very much for having us. No problem. Have a great day, guys. This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, coming out of that quick break uh, with Fresh Roll Collectibles, I want to thank them again for making the time and coming on the show. But right now, we are joined by a man that really needs no introduction. He is a three-time NBA dunk champion. He is a world champion. He is just an all-around hell of an athlete. Plus, he owns Nate's Wings and Waffles. What's up, Nate Robinson? How are you doing, sir? Man, how you doing? That was a great introduction. Man. <laughs> well, we're, we're called the Fat Pack, so we eat a lot of food. So we're, we're kind of interested about this uh, wings and waffles thing you got going on. <laughs> we are definitely. Oh, cool. 
<laughs> we are definitely interested in, uh, in the wings and waffles. Let me tell you a story, Nate, to start the to start the conversation here. I got stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington, uh, early 2000, 2001, I'm sorry, and I hear about this guy, Nate Robinson, who is a hell of a defensive back and a hell of a basketball player, a point guard uh, at UW, just killing stuff. And I was like, you got to go see him. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check him out. Man, you blew my mind. You blew my mind. You were the best defensive back I've ever seen play football at that time. And I got to tell you something. It was a pleasure watching you. So, from a fan, thank you for joining the show. Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. Thanks, bro. That's, 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 what, that's what's up. Thanks for having me. So, um... We heard that you, John, Mr. Finkel told us that you had one of the best memorabilia collections he has ever seen, and you were just shameless about asking guys for their stuff. So what's up with your memorabilia room, man? Uh, I mean, it's it's cool. I used to ask, you know, guys after the game for their jerseys and sign. I got a couple guys that uh, <clears throat> that when I was a kid growing up, I used to love watching play, and I always needed a jersey from them, which was a T-Mac jersey. Uh I got a, uh, who is it, uh, Chauncey Billup, Steve Francis, uh, Gilbert Arenas, uh, just guys that I looked up to, uh, you know, as a kid, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal, um, man, the list goes on, Spud Webb, I'm trying to think who's on my wall, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, uh, Tony Parker, I mean, the list goes on, man, I just, I just try to collect as much I would say so. Collect memories more so than just memorabilia or jerseys. So I just I wanted to take a piece of uh, of those memories with me, and you know, pass it on to my kids, and they'll be in the family forever. That's awesome, man. I heard Steve Francis in there. I haven't heard that name in so Steve long, Francis. man. You're a Maryland yeah, guy, Paul. Yeah, Francis is one of my Steve Francis is one of my favorite man. He uh he was my guy, man. Uh, he was one of the first players that I ever took a picture with when I was like 15 years old, and uh, he uh. He um he took a picture with me, man. I was like, you know, Mr. Francis. It was a during a, a uh, I was at pro am game in D.C. Okay. And he took a picture with me. I had a little Polaroid joint. I winded it up. Now you know, I, t- I think I took one of the first selfies ever. Nice. I took a picture, <laughs> and then I and then I had somebody take one with me with him. So it was pretty cool that you know back then, like I was into the, you know taking the pictures, and then uh, you know one day when he got traded to the Knicks. And I was on this team. I told him, I said, I got a gift for you. I said, I, I don't know if you, you know, if, uh, if other people give you give you things, but I wanted to give you something to show my appreciation as a, as a young boy to a man. And I gave him the, the duplicate of the pictures of me and him together when I was 15 years old. And I told him, I said, bro, you changed my life and gave me hope that I can make and be a guy like you to take pictures with somebody and, you know, give that same love and, and, and honor towards somebody else. So, I, you know, shout out to big Steve Francis for, you know, changing my, my life, you know, for, for the better. And I was 15. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm from Maryland originally, so I'm a huge, huge Terps fan, man. I love watching him play for that's, sure. That's enough about yeah, the Terps. Was, All right, wait, whatever, man. Don't be dissing the Terps, man. <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, how you ended up uh, at Washington. Your dad uh, was an amazing athlete in his own right. 1982 Rose Bowl MP, MVP. 1985 Orange Bowl MVP, and you ended up in Washington. It was it came down to UW and USC. What brought you to to the Dogs? Uh, I mean, what brought me to the Dogs, like you said, man, is that tradition. You know, it's Husky football just from uh, from many years. You know, before even when my dad went there, and then my dad being from Oakland, California, coming to Seattle, you know, playing for the Huskies. 
it was like I was gonna be I was born a husky man. I mean I got pictures when I was young in husky gear with my dad and being at UW with his friends, you know, and the football team and you know, being an adult now and, you know, attending University of Washington it just, you know, it was like the icing on the cake, you know, just, you know, following my my father's footsteps. And for me, I wanted to start kind of my own legacy and, and, you know, and my own history on the game. That's why I switched to basketball because I wanted to do something different than my father did. Well, that makes, that makes some total sense. You know, Absolutely. He, he said his mark, he said his mark on football and I did basketball thing. So, you know, we both have something that we can say that we helped the program, uh, I would say transform for the, you know, for the greater good. You know, down the line tradition. That, yeah, it makes total sense, man. And I, I believe that you did that, man. Those those early teams with uh, Lorenzo Romar, you guys, you guys are just you were awesome. Um, who were some of your favorite competitors in college? Just to just go head head against. Oh uh, man, Salim Stoudemire. Okay. Uh, I used to play against him at AAU basketball, and then we played against each other at the Pac-10. But when it was called the Pac-10, now they didn't change it. Sure, to the Pac to the Pac-12, which I hate to even <laughs> say that, but whatever. Uh, but um, yes, I mean Stoudemire, uh, let me see, Sean Adams. Arizona was a tough group of of kids that they put together. You know that was awesome. Andre Godal was on that team. Sure. You know they they just had a great squad. Um, uh, say Luke Ridenour and them guys in Oregon, the Oregon squad. Um, I mean, the Pac-10 alone, I can't really just say individuals, man, because it, it was just tough being coming from UW, you know, us being not, not being a basketball school and, you know, our coach Lorenzo Romar, you know, putting together the team that he did mm-hmm. and the noise that we made was unbelievable, I would say. Like, we were one of the best teams in the country and we were guys that nobody really was recruiting at all. So it's pretty, it felt pretty good. Uh, Rainier Beach. No one was recruiting anybody out of Rainier Beach, man. What's up with that? <laughs> Sounds like a cool school to come from. It was. They 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 was recruiting the twins. The twins were highly recruited. Okay. But like the guys that went to UW with me weren't highly recruited. So like you had Will Conroy, who was gonna go to Gonzaga but ended up going to UW and walked on at UW and then later got a scholarship. So that's to show you, you know, like what kind of players that we got players from Washington that weren't heavily recruited. And that end up coming to the University of Washington and now making it a big basketball program. I mean, you know, it'd be, for me to be one of the you know first person to start that, I mean, I, I just feel great about that because now a lot of kids are coming to, to UW. We have a couple first round draft picks, uh, and ben Brandon Roy being one of the first, you know, highest draft picks. Right. Martell Webster that committed to UW that end up going out of high school. Uh, you had uh, Markel folks that just went number one pick. So, sure. you know, Terrence Ross went lottery. Tony Roden went lottery. A lot of guys, uh, myself going in the first round, a lot of guys from Washington, Isaiah Thomas, 60th pick, but is an all-star now. So UW has produced some of the greatest, you know, some of the dopest athletes and top numbers in the last, like, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, no question. definitely, definitely. Yeah. In fact, that leads to a question that uh, one of our listeners had for you. They wanted to know who you thought – the best athlete to come out of Seattle was past or present. I mean, I'm biased. You're on the phone with me. I'm gonna say Nate Robinson. The best athlete, past or present, to come out of Seattle. Is it Jamal? Is is it the Jet? Oh, there you go. Yourself. That's what I was gonna there say. You go. <laughs> it's me. I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody. The Jet, Jamal. Nobody's ever won Mr. Football. I don't even know if they won Mr. Basketball, but I won Mr. Football, Mr. Basketball, and I set the record in the hurdles. Right. Watch. Uh, watch. Instead of watch, and nobody's ever beat it yet. So. 
I would say me. I mean, my not saying me because it's me, but me because if it was somebody else that had this resume, I would say that person would be it. Okay. I'm, I, you can't argue with that. No, I'm not arguing. He won Mr. Basketball and Mr. Football in the same year. <laughs> and he can jump hurdles. And he can jump hurdles. Dude, that's he got my vote. He's, he's got a uh, – Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. You had a 41-inch vertical or is it 44? Uh, it's forty four. It's forty four. Okay, I was I was one of the numbers. I was yeah, I heard once he dunked a basketball. A few yeah, times he dunked too. he dunked a basketball. Let's talk about that. The the dunk contest is coming up this weekend. For, my first question is, who you got this weekend, Nate? Who, who's who's winning it? Man, I think the finals is going to be. Uh, I would say probably Dennis Smith Jr. and Donovan Mitchell. I would there say you in go. the finals. Uh, I would want. Man, I would just want to see some great dunks where they share the trophy because it's it's it's. it's sucks that you know fans get the vote to see who wins and loses but at the same time uh they're 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 so athletic you know they're they're, they're freaks of nature and to see you know young guys coming in and like you really see just all rookies almost all rookies been in the dunk contest like a lot of them being the, the bouncier you know young guys you know which is cool but I, I'm gonna have to say Donovan Mitchell. I feel is gonna is gonna probably win the dunk contest. Uh, being in Dallas, we're gonna have to wholeheartedly disagree and say we hope it's Dennis Smith Jr. But yeah, we are. But Donovan Mitchell, man, he can jump out of the gym. That dude is just incredible. Yeah, he, he does he does some crazy. You know, hopefully he can do some dunks in the in the dunk contest because some people can dunk in the game but can't dunk in like when it's time to show you what you really got. That's true. I think I think I think maybe Dennis Smith Jr. might have an edge because he looks like he could do. Fans here, dunk because he's done some crazy ones in this season. Sure, sure. Let's well, talk hopefully, about. The- hopefully, they do him proud, so Nate doesn't have to come out of the audience right, and like, right, go right. Up there and show him how it's done. Right. <laughs> Speaking know, of, right? Please don't make me have. Please don't make me have to dunk in my jeans or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He'd still get all tens. That's right. Uh, speaking of the dunk contest again, uh, I was reading your book, Heart uh, Over Height, and. Something crazy happened. You got your your shoes stole, your kryptonite shoes stolen before the dunk contest. Tell us that story, man. Yeah, so I, it was weird, bro. I had them in my hotel room. I remember, you know, I had a pair that I was they was specifically for the dunk contest, and I had those and I put those in my room. And then I had another pair that they wanted me to go uh, practice in to make sure that they were comfortable enough to wear. So I had two pairs. So the pair that I had with me. The pairs I had with me were the ones I was practicing in, and the ones that they wanted me to wear in the game in the actual dunk contest. Where I think they were both the same shoe, but they just wanted me to wear this pair. So when I went to go practice at the at the gym I went to, when I came back to the hotel, they were gone. Oh no! And I'm like, it is only you know me, my girl had a key to my room besides the people at the hotel. Sure. So we didn't know what happened. Something happened in like the next that same day. No, the dunk contest was the next day, but that same day, it was up on the internet that the shoes were going for like twenty five thousand. Oh, what? So wow! It was, it was a, it, it was crazy that we had to go. So then, what Nike did, I think Nike or somebody my age, somebody figured out a way to buy the shoes from that person, get the shoes back. So I don't know. It was weird. It was just, that, it was just a weird, a weird day, and I ended up getting the shoes back. But I ended up wearing the ones that I practiced in in the dunk contest, so they actually were the real, the real deal. So okay. That was pretty cool. All right. All right. Man, how crazy is that? Turn around and find them on on the internet. That's that's nuts, man. It is nuts. That's well, real nuts. I kind of felt like when Michael Jordan got his jersey stolen and then he had to wear number twelve. For number the day, twelve. So that's right. It kind of felt kind of cool to be somebody wanted to steal my shoes because they were that good. So 
so many feel good of <laughs> So Paul and I were flipping through some old basketball cards, and there's an old hoops card of Jordan wearing the number 12 jersey. It's a Sam Bennett card, actually. But front and center is Jordan in that number 12, and it looks so weird. It just doesn't look right. So my question here is, did you collect cards growing up, Nate? Did you have any kind of fun with that kind of stuff? Of course I did, man. I'm glad you said that, man. I, remember, I, used, to have a, I used to have a notebook when I was a kid, no lie, in the fifth grade. And believe it or not, Brandon Roy, who, okay. won, the, who won the rookie of the year yep. with my classmate in the fifth grade. Oh, wow. That's nice. And we used, to trade, we used to trade cards as kids. And we, we, had, uh, we had a girl that was in our class that her father was Dominique Wilkins. How cool is that? Sweet. Jeez. Very nice. So it was kind of weird, like, all that happening. And then when we, were, we used to trade cards, and the, the girl, her name was Annalisa, she, uh, she was like, that's my dad right there. And we all looked at her like, like yeah, right, like, Dominique Wilkins is not your dad. Like, get right. out of here. Like, right. no way. And she was like, why would I lie about that? So I was like, yeah, whatever. So she was like, no, for real. When he comes and plays the Supersonic, like, she knew everything. And da-da-da. we was like, man, this is crazy. You might be really telling the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then her mom, back then, her mom was hot, too. So we used to, as kids, we used to like, hey, tell your mom, we say, what's up? She's our girlfriend. Like, we used to always think that her mom was our girlfriend growing up because her mom was so pretty. And then I was like, well, it makes sense. Her mom was pretty. And she knows knows everything about basketball. No girl at that time would knew anything about basketball unless it was Michael Jordan. So then it made it easy to believe, like to believe her, and it end up really being her dad. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. That's crazy. That's 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 a a funny story, story, too. Absolutely. Now, were you a big Sonics collector? Because I'm going to tell you personally that I loved, I loved GP, Uh, uh, Sean Kemp. You know, of course. I I played for uh, my AAU team was called the GP Arsenal. We were sponsored by Gary Payton. Nice. So it's like I said, the the, the the me being a fan of the Sonics growing up, I was all that, um, you know, playing on a, uh, Gary Payton's AAU team as a kid growing up. So I was around basketball a lot. I was around the NBA players, and it was just it was just fun to be a part of something like that here in Seattle and Washington because our, our team was pretty dope. You know, went to the finals. Uh, then when Ray Allen came here, he used to come to University of Washington and play versus our college team, and we used to give them guys buckets. Nice. Him, Luke Rittenauer, <laughs> like the whole squad, Rashard Lewis, they used to always come up to our to our university, and we used to we used to we used to take it to them, and they used to always tell us that we was ready for the league back then. So it was pretty cool, to, you know, to hear it come from an actual NBA player that say that we're ready for the NBA. That's nice. That is if very Ray cool. Allen, if Ray Allen's telling you that you're ready for the NBA, you, you must be ready. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, Nate. Tell we're speaking of Washington again. Tell us about the Apple Cup. And basketball-wise, is that as serious a game as, say, the football game is? Every everything going against the Cougars, you have to win. If right. You're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> period. That's like Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA, USC. It goes down all the way down the line. You cannot, you cannot lose to your rival school. Period. So we take it serious. Like our Apple Cup, it was pretty cool because in football, you know, I won against the. Uh, versus the Cougars sure. in football. And then on basketball, I never lost to them. I beat them in every – so I told them I'm undefeated. I never lost to the Cougars in my career. I beat them <laughs> in football, and I beat them every game of basketball. So it just was something that was just – it has to happen. Like we have to we have to beat the Cougars in everything we do, in hey, every sport. You could go one and nine, but as long as you won that game, <laughs> yeah. it was okay. That's you got to win, yeah. I told, I, told, I told the team that when, when I spoke with, to them in the Apple, in the Apple uh, for the Apple Cup. I went and talked to the team, the team this year – Cause Peterson let me come and said a couple words of wisdom, and I just told him, even if we lost every game, you don't lose this one. 
That's this ain't the game. We win. This is the game we win, no matter if we go Owen, whatever, throughout every other team. But we play the Apple Cup. This is the one we got to win. They went out and handled business. Go dogs. There you go. Who would have thought Apple <laughs> Cup yeah, would so, be such a big deal? Yeah, so I bet I bet one of my good friends that went to uh, Washington State, named Brandon Gibson. We, we come from the same area. We grew up in South Seattle. Played for the same uh, Little League football team. And in the last, I think the last three, four years, we've been betting every Apple Cup a pair of shoes because we're sneakerheads. Oh, okay. So we've yep. bet a pair of sneakers every year. So every year I didn't got great pairs of sneakers from my friend. And I, just, I, just, I just thank the Huskies for them. So, so what's your favorite colorway when when you get a new pair of kicks? What, what do you like to go with? So it's just whatever whatever fresh Jordan or Nike that's just coming out that I don't I don't want to buy myself. I have uh, you know the Apple Cup. I just know I'll just wait for a pair of great shoes to come out. My homie got to get them because <laughs> I know that's just that's, you know just me finding a way to get some free you know free shoes. That's awesome. That's good stuff. So how how many pairs of shoes you do you have, Nate? I have to ask. Uh, too many. I can't even count anymore. Now, now that my son. Now that my son is a size nine and a half, ten, he's gonna be. I think I'm about to pass him down. They're not gonna be mine anymore. So, my issue days are over. Oh, okay. Speaking of being over, your playing career in the NBA is over. But you, you want one more shot. You think you can get that one more shot? I mean, I would love to have an opportunity. I just want to be able to showcase, you know, uh, how much I've grown since my, my rookie year and the younger days that I played. How much uh, more of an understanding that I have for the game and. The preparation of it, everything. I just want to show them that, you know, at me being at the age of 33, I'm at my best right now. Right. And I haven't even played in the last year and a half, two years, you know. So I just uh, I, I want to be able to show that. But you were and doing it over in Venezuela, I will, man. I will, I will get that chance when I play in the big three. So That's right. That's right, the big three. The, how do you feel about that, that league? I feel great about it. Yeah? I just want to play. I want to showcase. It's pretty cool. You get to play against, you know, the older guys you you grew up watching. Right. You know, like uh, Jermaine O'Neal's on my team. I grew up watching him. Uh, who else is like Baron Davis plays in it? You know, uh, Chauncey Billups, Mike Bibby, all the guys I grew up playing against and you know watching and then playing against when I was in the league and now they're back playing again and then you know it's like it's like a cycle. I just want to keep playing until I can't play no more. Have <laughs> fun doing it. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be pretty fun. I'm I'm excited. Spoken like a true fan of the game. Too. That's right. That's yeah. right. Speaking of fun, Nate, we have another listener question here. Uh, which team was the most fun to be a part of? I chimed in and I said it's probably going to be that Celtics team with a Shrek and Donkey, but you let me know. Uh, I mean, I, I've had so many great places, you know, that I've played that has, uh, you know, opened up, I would say, you know, different avenues of happiness and, and, and memories, man. It's, it's tough because, you know, being in New York, even though we didn't win a lot of games, that first opportunity to play in the NBA, man, like how can you not add that in it? You know, that's a fact that's a major sure. factor. Um, and then being able to, you know, get traded to a team like the Celtics and playing with, you know, all these greats with K G and, you know, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Shaq, you know, all the different guys that I played with, like how do you pass on that and saying that that wasn't a great memorable moment. So and then I got an opportunity to play in Chicago when they uh they had to actually let me play the game and right. you know coach couldn't sit me down and, you know, you know, string my minutes over my head like a little puppet, you know. So right. I got the opportunity to actually showcase that I can run a team and I can help a team play by averaging almost 18 in the playoffs and like eight assists a game. Like, I could do it over the course of the season, you know. And 
I had got that opportunity. So, you know, I would just say my best time was just me being in the league. I shared it equally with every, you know, great place I've been. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. All right, let's ask him a fun question. Okay. <laughs> who's your favorite person or what's your favorite dunk over somebody? Like, who'd you dunk over that you're like, yeah, I did that? Uh, I dunked over Leon Poe and when I was with the Knicks against the Celtics, I got a tip dunk. And he was, like, right under the basket. He was going to jump to get the rebound, and I just – and I just quick dunked on him. Nice. It was a quick one, but it was it was it was pretty worth it. And then I would have to say my first dunk, dunking on James Posley. Nice. Uh, him running a flyby trying to block it, and I end up dunking it. And then the reaction from Glenn Rice when he was sitting in the stands was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I had one of the best shooters ever react like that. that sure, awesome. sure. You said a block. I got to bring this up, man. You <laughs> took Yao Ming down like nobody else had ever been able to do before. <laughs> You made him he, – he, he grabbed his eye. He said you got him in the eye. But what happened on that play? Tell us about when you blocked Yao Ming. So I was I was trying to explain to the kids. Like a lot of kids ask me that, you know, at my basketball camps and camps that I've spoken to, you know, across the country. So they always ask me what was it like blocking Yao Ming. And I was telling them, I was like, when you're, when you're, when you're doing your defense assignment, correct, you know, when Coach is yelling at you so much to be in the right spot, that actually really – you know, it really happened. My coach was on my butt about being a great defensive helper and pulling over. So, and that game, I can only remember my coach yelling at me, saying that to me so many times that I just, I was in the right spot at the right time. And I was like, either he's going to dunk on me or I'm going to block his shot or he's going to get fouled. One of those three things can happen. And I just went up and just put my arm up to block and I ended up blocking his dunk. And it was just like, it was pretty cool, man. I ain't going to lie. That's that awesome. I kind of poked him in the eye after I blocked him when you know coming down. Okay. You know, I, I remember that. I remember that happening. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like me kind of getting away with that. And I think the referees were so shocked that they couldn't blow their whistle. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. But I'll take the block. I'll take one of the best blocks in NBA history. I'll take that. That is, it is, it is for real one of the best blocks in NBA history. It, it was so nasty. It was. And um, just – just seeing it, seeing a guy who's five nine playing like he's six five and taking Yao Ming out to to the back room that was that was uh, that was dirty, man. That's that was real stuff. dirty. So uh, a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up here. First, tell us about Nate's Wings and Waffles, man. What, what what's up with you? What's up with this joint? Uh, man, I just um, you know they they don't franchise uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, so I was like in my head, you know, going to L.A. so many times, AU basketball. Uh, uh, you know, Pac-10 tournament, and then uh, the NBA. I always stopped at Roscoe's when we were young, and I was like, man, we don't have nothing like this in Seattle, Washington. Like, I don't know why anybody's ever tried to do it. And, you know, so I was like, you know, I was talking to uh, one of my boys at one of my son's little league football practices, and I was like, man, that's something that we need. And my business partner, Darren, who, who I'm in business with, he he was there, you know, watching his son, watching his son practice, and – he was like, man, I, I've been wanting to do that for a while. He said, so let's link up. He wanted to talk to me about it. We came up, and we was like, let's just do it. And we ended up, you know, bringing it to, to Washington. And, it's, you know, we're doing pretty well, man. It's pretty cool to see how many people actually fly in from out of state just to come eat there. That's, that's, the, that's the shocker for me. So, so where's it where's it located? I'm 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 pretty familiar with that that I five corridor. So tell me where where I can find one next time. Okay, so I'm in the, I'm 13th in Jefferson. So okay. I'm right behind Seattle Seattle U University the University yeah, Seattle U University. Okay, all right, I got you. So right. Seattle University uh, is right is right there. We uh, 
where like pretty much it's called it's like Broadwayish Capitol Hill area, sure, like Central District area. So sure. it's pretty. It's, it's, it's a great location, you know, for a lot of foot traffic. People walking around the universities there. Students come in, so it's it's, it's pretty busy. Nice. Sounds I'm, great. That's a, that's where I'm going next time I go home. Man. I'm on Expedia now looking yeah, for a flight. Do. Yeah, please do. Come show, come show some love. Definitely going to show some love. Um, I'm going to tell you one more story. I worked for the Mariners for, for the most horrible seasons they've ever had, 2010 through th- 2012. And I saw you several times in uh, come in and throw out the first pitch. It was always great to see you in the park, man. But the way you interacted with people, I mean, you, it was so genuine. And you don't see that a lot from athletes uh, or, you know – Celebrities, and I just want to—I want to say thank you for the way you treat your fans, man. It's—it's it's really great to see that from somebody. Oh man, no doubt, man. Like without my fans, and you know, my mother always told me, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, treat people how you want to feel. And I always want to feel good. I always want to be happy. I don't want to be upset, mad, you know, depressed and doubtful. I don't, you know, none of those type of things. I want to feed my mental with, so my and my aura and my energy. So I just try to focus on the most positive things, and that's always when other people acknowledge who you are, and they and that makes them happy. So if I can make people happy by just being who I am, you know, how can I not interact with them in a way where they they give me that same energy? You know what I'm saying? So you know, shout out to my fans who who made me who I am. I'm I was just you know Nathaniel Roberts from Seattle, Washington, and I enjoy that. And you know, they made me who I am globally. Like my fans being. You know them loving how I play, my energy, and what I bring to the table. So I thank them. Sweet, fantastic. It's, it's so good fantastic. to hear. A good. It's so good to hear a story like that. It is. You know, there's so many stories we hear, especially us being sure. in this business that just horrible. Sure. So go, Nate. All right, Nate. One last time. Um, I heard rumor that you and Carlos Boozer are starting a podcast. Can you give us the details about that? Yeah, that's not no rumor. That's ha- that's actually happening. Uh, you know, me and Booz. You know we're you know we're we're now to our transitioning from different careers, and we're just trying to figure out kind of where we fit in with the world, after life after basketball because we share so many things in common. One, he's been a he's a great guy. You know, Carlos Boozer, one of my my favorite teammates ever. Uh, he's like a, a great mentor and big brother to me that I never had. We share the same. Uh, you know, we we have so much in common as in we have. You know, kids, you know, we have kids. He has three boys. I have three boys and a girl. Uh, we're raising kids, you know, just like we played in the, in, the, in, the, in the NBA together. So we're trying to learn how to be fathers, learn how to be, you know, friends and mentors to our own children, let alone other kids across the world. Uh, so, you know, we're like, why not be able to talk about something cool like that on our podcast? And, you know, people drive to work all the time. They want to know about, you know, man, my son didn't make varsity, uh, what are some tips? You know, we, we get so many questions asked from us, you know, about being a dad and about how do you see your son and what would you do if your son did and that. So we just want to give people something that they can listen to and go home with that, are, you know, that's positive, happy, good vibes, some great knowledge, great stories, and then teach them how to be, uh, I would say, even more closer with their children uh, that, you know, that, that they can get to. So Sweet. I mean, that's why we're, we're, we're doing it and, I think it'd be fun that, you know, we, we can reach a lot of people and help a lot of people, you know, translate to, you know, tra- uh, to get to one, you know, point A to point B, and that's to work, and that's to, it could be home, picking up your kids, and then when they listen to this podcast, it's something that a family can listen to, somebody that's going through whatever, they can be a part of something that we can give. Sweet. What's it going to be called, and when, when can we find it? Uh, 
It's going to be called, uh, it's gonna be called the, the Hold That Podcast. Okay. Me and Booze have a little slogan that we run by every time we get a bucket, we yell, hold that. Hold that. So, you know, we <laughs> run with that. It's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, man, we, we, we're about to start it, man. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Sweet. That's awesome. All right, man, I'm going to let you out of here. But uh, if you ever need guests, Paul and I are available. We can come yeah. on your podcast All right, cool. and, and talk so, about yeah, let sports them know, cards. Man. <laughs> let, let them know the Hold That Podcast sponsored by Sports Illustrated coming out February 21st. There you go, February 21st. There you go, got a date. That's good. All right, man, uh, thank you for your time. This has been great. My favorite interview of 2018. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. God bless you. God you bless too. you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris from Buck City Break, and you are listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, man, Nate freaking Robinson. That was awesome. It was a lot of fun, that man. Was a that was a dunking good time. That <laughs> was a dunking good time. Want to give a shout out to Panini here for uh, helping out with that interview, and they they helped us out with a giveaway. Now we have a giveaway. Free stuff, so cool. Free stuff. Look for this giveaway. They gave us a really cool. It's a it's not an autograph, but it's a it's okay. a select gold. All right, Nate Robinson, number to ten. Sweet. Okay, so uh, it's got a little bit of jersey. It's he's, he's in a Nuggets jersey on there. That's okay. what that's what they gave us that, and they gave us two boxes of status. As well, sweet. That's so cool. It's a lot of fun. I kept saying Skybox, and I know that Panini doesn't own Skybox. Right, right. It looks like it, Skybox, lo- it looks it like legit, Skybox. Yeah. yeah. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. So uh, look for that giveaway um, up a little bit later today. We're gonna run it through Glean. That way, I don't have to use Tweet Draw or anything like that. <laughs> so uh, look for that a little bit later and um, get that going for you guys. We'll probably leave it up for a week and let you. Uh, Fight amongst yourselves for it. There you go. Well, I'll be a lot of fun uh, with that. Great interview. All Mr. Basketball, Mr. Football, a hurdles record that has not been broken. Hands down, the best athlete to come out of Seattle. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Apparently. Apparently if you yes. ask him, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. Yes, Exactly. Indeed. If you don't believe him, just ask him, right? Exactly. <laughs> just, so, yeah. man, that was a lot of fun. Um, I want to again also thank John with, uh, for helping us out with that. John. Wrote a book with Nate called Heart Over Height. It's a great pickup. If you go to Nate Robinson's Twitter account, it's the pinned tweet. The book came out two years ago. Okay. It's the pinned tweet on on the top of his page. It's got a nice little trailer for it. So you go check that out. Check out Heart Over Height. Check out uh, Nate Robinson doing big things. Uh, he's in the big three leagues. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So he's still relevant, guys. He's 33. I think he's 33. Yep, 33. And a 44-inch vertical. That means he could jump over Paul and I. Oh, that's insane. Wide. <laughs> yeah, wide. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that's some hops. That is some hops. That is some hops. Uh, again. Look for him at the Olympics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> again, brought to you uh, on the Sparty Hawk Cash Hotline. All right, let's get into some of these uh, Fat Pack polls. Yeah, man. Love Fat Pack polls. I'm going to start with yesterday's Fat Pack poll because I've, you know what? I'm going to give completely, completely open here for you guys. I found something on Sports Collectors Daily that I didn't know was there, okay. I mean, but it's obviously been there for a while. But it it intrigued me. All right, it, they have they have a top eBay watch list for you. All right, that and they works. have it broken down by sport. It's I didn't know it was there. I'm sure that it's nothing new, but it was cool. I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. So I asked uh, Fat Packs Poll, do you do you use the eBay watch function? And if so, let's see some of the cards that you've sniped because of it. So they, they were posting oh, all right, all right. Uh, good sniping uh, cards that they picked up. So uh, th- 
Oddly enough, a lot of people use it. 79% of the poll said yes, they use the eBay watch. 21% said no with 111 total votes. Paul, do you use the eBay watch? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, I got to I got to make better use of it. Yeah, I probably should. I probably should make better use of it. I just usually it's just on a whim. I'm like, "Oh, I'll look that up. Yeah. I'll just go look it up." Right. So I'm not like into watching it for 10 days or something like that. Sure. That's uh I'm 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 not surprised that this many people use it, but I'm I'm intrigued by it. I'm definitely intrigued by it. So there you go. That was the first one. And then uh, what do you think about uh, Shohei Otani? And, like, he's got autographs everywhere now. The products are not even <laughs> out, and he's got he's in everything. He is. Um, kudos to them, man. Why why not? Leaf, Donruss. Right. Uh, he's going to be in Topps products for he'll sure. Be in Bowman. Yeah, he'll be in yeah. Bowman when that comes out here shortly. Um, you know, here, but this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's, I, in my opinion, this is my opinion, it's not supposed to be an exclusive signing with one company or the other. Right. It's supposed to be a broad spectrum of different cards, different card companies, different price ranges. You know, some of these are going to be a little cheaper than others. Right. So it helps everybody to afford and, and find their, their, their card that they can get that they like. And they're not just honed into one type of card. I agree. So I think this is the way it's supposed to be. I agree. So now, you know, we'll see what happens. Sure. All right. Uh, Fat Packs Poll. How much money do you typically spend during a visit to your LCS? 50 to 150, 151 to 300, 301 to 500, or 500 plus? Wow. Okay. Can't wait to see this result. Overwhelming. 70%, 50 to $150. All right. That sounds about right. So that's a box. Yeah. Maybe two if you're buying on the lower end. On the lower end, yep. And then... uh, that second tier there, twenty three percent said one hundred and fifty one to three hundred dollars. That's probably where I would fall. Yeah, somewhere right in there, and then two percent uh, and five percent respectively for the higher levels. Okay, but right. uh, shout out to the ballers out there. Yeah, I asked this question because we asked last week about the breakers. Uh huh. And if you're spending this much, if you're spending this, if you're spending fifty to one hundred dollars at an LCS. I firmly believe that you'll you spend that same amount of money with a breaker. I would think so. You know, I would think so. That's what I think. That's just my opinion. There you go, Chris. How you doing, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Fat Packs poll: What what product due to release this week were you most excited for? UD Series Two, Star Wars Black and White. Or Panini Select Football. So those are the three big ones that okay. came out. Uh, not to be outdone by Leaf had their uh, Ultimate Hockey come out. Oh, okay. As well. Uh, okay, so Paul, what do you what do you think here? Man, it's got to be hockey. It is not. It is but not. only by a small margin. Okay. 43% said Select Football and right. 40% said UD Series 2. Star Wars Black and White only got 17%. I'm a little, little uh, surprised by that because it's the Star Wars segment of collecting seems to be... It's strong, but man, there, there's just a lot of product that's come out. Yeah, you know, and a lot true. of product that's going to come out this year. So I think some of them have to start picking and choosing. Yeah, what they want to get into. I think so too, and that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. All right, uh, last one here. I gotta find it. Jeez, where'd it go? I scrolled right past it. Fat pack pole on the run. Oh come on! Uh-oh. The swirling noise. We're in trouble now. We are in trouble. There it is. Okay, so this was a uh, follow-up from last week. Okay. Fat Packs poll. 
Have you been scammed in the hobby either on eBay or social media? Gotcha. This is a pretty close poll. All right. 157 volts. All right. 51% say yes, they have been scammed. Wow. And 49% say no. Wow. So that, le- that leads right back up to our current Fat Packs poll about buying in groups on Facebook. And, and that, there's their concern. And there's your concern. There's their concern. Now at 86% say no, they do not buy. Wow. And, I, and if, if 51% feel like they got scammed, then I understand the yeah. 86%. There, there so. you go. So, All right. I'm going to bring up one more thing before you get to your uh, Animal Kingdom story. Okay. What do you got? This was an interesting uh, piece on Forbes. Okay. It's not directly card related. Okay. But... It makes a lot of sense for card shop owners. All right. Hit me. 15 ways to bridge the gap between social media and in-store experiences. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's you, totally relevant. Yeah, totally that, relevant. That's right? like an industry summit type it thing. It is. Right that's there. an industry summit type thing, which we uh, we do have a panel on, I believe. So. Yes, we do. Um, I'm just going to read through some of these. There's, well, there's 15 of them. I could probably get them all in. Uh, one, create a fun experience. Okay. So social media wise, if I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of interaction from you on social media, I'm, I'm intrigued, you know, and I'm sure that you would be the same way. Yep. Uh, one, one fun way to draw people from social media into your store location is with a scavenger hunt, creating a fun, challenging game to need, need to play along and shows off your company as being fun and knowledgeable. You can use location-based technology to send clues to their phones or just have them find paper clues, stand out, stand out, and be memorable. People, fu- people buy from companies like that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. You want to do a scavenger hunt for Beckett? Yeah, well, it's kind of like the whole, uh, uh, that Monopoly game that one company uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you get mm-hmm. the, the board and then you have to collect the pieces. You, right. You're, you're involved. That's right. Yep. Uh, try to replicate the in-store experience online. That makes total sense. Total sense. Educate your employees. A knowledgeable employee is the number one seller for me. It is, man. There's nothing worse than walking in and... Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let me call someone. Yep. Yeah. Um, bring screens into your store. So basically here, be interactive. Okay. iPads. Uh, I see this a lot. You know, I've been to a couple of different... I know that uh, Rob Veris does this. Okay. Um, I've been to West Coast Sports Cards recently. Uh, they have like... A computer set up for all your your wants and everything like that. All oh, you, you, you can you. search their inventory. You don't have to search through the box, right? Right. You can just search their inventory and find what you need, and then they can pull it for you. Oh, very nice. I like that. It's kind of like a registry. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, right. Drive cross traffic with special incentives. Makes sense, you know. Yeah. So that that would lead into your like your 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 Panini Day, your Tops National Baseball Card Day, something like that. Right. Bring people in. Yeah. That's well, like, you know, even restaurants use those coupons, only good, dine right. in only. Right. You know, so you, you set up some kind of special thing to, to make them come in. Right. Create, re, create original social content that extends the in-store experience. There you, that makes, that's why you're using social media. Yep, yep. <laughs> Provide top, top-notch customer service. This is number two. If, you, if you're not knowledgeable and, and your customer service is bad, I'm never coming back. Yeah, and, and I don't think you can have one without the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. Because... You don't know the knowledge, you're not going to be on the server customer. Uh, incorporate user feedback. That's what do you think about user feedback? I, I have this theory, and I think it's a a pretty, I think it's a pretty good theory that it's the vocal minority that uses those kind of things. Yeah, I just find it annoying. 
Yeah. You know, you're sitting there at a, at a chain restaurant and, you know, you try to use the, the little thing at the table to yeah. pay. And then it wants you to tell me everything the waiter did or didn't do and the hostess did and what the TV show was the right show sure. on TV. And I just want to pay my bill and leave. Like, I'm not there to do a 10-minute survey. I'll say this. User feedback is the reason we have a gallon of mustard behind us. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. The reason why my wife was like, hey, we got any mustard? I'm like, uh, no, honey, I'll go get you some more. Yes. Uh, the Instagram moment. Facilitate Instagram moments for your customers. That, that social media, bringing it back into right. to the pitch. Everybody loves themselves. So um, get them this chance to take a picture of themselves that it carries it. Uh, encourage social media interaction in stores, again, with the Instagram moments. Yep. Customer-facing employees involved in social content initiatives. Personify your brand on social media. That's one thing I think a lot of people struggle with is how to get their brand out there effectively. Right. Uh, I agree. Live stream a mini-series in-store. We are living, breathing examples of how, like, we're trying to do that, right? Yes and no. I mean, the whole mini part is a little... Yeah, yeah, uh, I I follow right there. Yeah, you follow us And this is my number one thing. I get this question a lot about podcast okay especially with people who say hey i'm starting a podcast what do we, not that we're hugely successful but we've been doing this for four years we have over a hundred thousand episodes i'm sorry over a hundred thousand downloads and over 250 episodes right i'm not saying that we're the best podcasting people out there but we kind of have some knowledge right? yeah we're you know what i'm saying yep. uh i get this question all the time is what do you got to do to be successful be consistent. Be ruthlessly consistent. That's what this uh, Forbes uh, content says. Number 15, be ruthlessly consistent. The, the key to success for all brands is ruthless consistency across all platforms. That is 100% true. Paul, if I tell you that we're going to have a podcast on Thursday, it has to be on Thursday. Thursday yep. You know, if and it has to be like that. You have to, Your audience expects that on Thursday has to be that way yeah and if you start changing it up right. and you know this and that and all this other stuff then the interest goes away yeah it does now where where we where we i can say that we are 100 percent consistent like that because that's what we do right but like coming up next week we're going to have the three shows from the industry summit right. so you're going to get a thursday sunday monday tuesday wednesday show yeah, probably gonna get yeah four <laughs> yeah. or five shows next week yeah so but that Thursday one's the important one. Right. The other stuff is just added bonus content. Yep. So uh, it's a, this is a good piece of uh, reading for you guys, especially especially for you, uh, you you small business owners out there, LCS is out there. Go check it out. It was posted on January 2nd. I'm trying to see who wrote it. Forbes Community Voice. That, that, you know what? I'll just put the link in our show. Perfect. We'll put a link in the show notes. That'll and work. You guys can check it out there. All right. Um, that's my my little Forbes story, Paul. Yes. Tell me about this animal. All right. Um, this is this is from USA Today, and I'm not going to tell you the title of it because I'll just give it all away. So, um, but this, this is a true story. A couple days ago in Easton, <laughs> Maryland. So I have to go back to to Maryland here to uh, been to Easton many many times. I'm just going to read the first line. Okay. All right. A goose mm-hmm. that plunged from the sky. Knocked a Maryland hunter unconscious and sent him to the hospital. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. So, um, this poor guy, 51 year old guy, he was flown to the University of Maryland Medical Center shock trauma unit. Okay. After, I'm paraphrasing here, after a 90 pound, 
or I'm sorry, after a goose fell 90 feet, hitting him in the head and face. Ouch. So that's like getting shot in the head by a vice president. Go ahead. Yes. He (laughs) shot up in the air to a bunch of geese. He's out there shooting. Hit one of them and somehow didn't watch it fall. Mm -mm. And it fell right on his head. So the goose got a little bit of revenge on his way out. This is like a a bad duck hunt experience from Nintendo. It is. They said at some point the goose had to be traveling more than 50 miles per hour. Uh Uh-huh. From 90 feet. I mean, I don't know what an average goose weighs, but that's a big, that's a big, um, that's a big hit in the head. Yeah, that's um, a, yeah. It's probably the guy, twelve or thirteen pounds, right? I mean, yeah. It, oh, if if not more, yeah. I think maybe yeah. It's just insane. Um, so basically, they they got him to the hospital. Um, he's in he's in stable. He's still in the hospital. Man, uh, he's in stable condition. He's gonna make it. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna have a lot of bruises and scars and stuff. But yeah, talk about getting even. That's a. Uh, you know what? That's why I don't hunt. That's why you don't hunt. <laughs> yeah, the goose got even, man. I'd rather just go to the restaurant and have the goose brought to me. Exactly. I don't need to shoot it. <laughs> so, yeah, so check that out if you're interested in USA Today. Uh, it's under Goose Falls from Sky Hits Hunter and Head. <laughs> man. I don't want no part of that. All right, that's our show, man. Uh, ended on the Animal Kingdom story and the guy getting hit in the head by the goose that he just shot. Yeah. shot. That's a... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't he even was feel bad for him. Yeah, in a helicopter because he was hurt that bad. Which yeah. I, it's not. It's not funny. The guy was hurt, but dang, it is funny. He's that out there crazy. shooting animals. That's true. And, that's and then true. boom, <laughs> situational awareness. That's true. You got to be aware of what's is, going on. That is true. Um, they just need a meme for that with Dick Cheney standing there doing yeah. something, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dick Cheney, man. Oh, man. Have I ever told my Dick Cheney story? You, you may have. I don't know. You might have told I've, it at a meeting. It may be. At work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a meeting today. Do we? Yeah. Great. Yeah, we do. Speaking of meetings, uh, our schedule next week is going to be a little hectic. Insane. So, again, you will have your show, your regular show on Thursday, um, getting that all squared away. But then the industry summit starts next Sunday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you can look for at least one show a day from those. From those, Maybe not Sunday. Because maybe not Sunday. Sunday's a little trans. Yeah, yeah. Sunday's going to be a little crazy yeah. getting everything set up and, and getting everybody here and from the airport and all that jazz. So um, probably not much Sunday. But, yeah, the rest but Monday of the Monday and Tuesday, most likely Wednesday, you can look for shows then. And then uh, hopefully we have enough content that we can just have a, a show on, on Thursday. Well, yeah, we'll probably have a follow-up show, man. I mean, there's – so many things I wish I could talk about that's going to happen at this summer, right. and it's going to be good stuff. So we got all kinds of guests coming, uh, special events, things we're doing. So it's going to be good, man. It's going to be packed full of uh, what we'll call it industry stuff. Yeah, industry stuff. <laughs> and then March, we're starting our coll- our super collector series. Yes, we are. And then March, April. So what are we going to do in April? Uh, April, April, April. I thought Baseball about this. season starts. I thought about doing this. I thought about doing a listener's choice month. All right. We'll put up a poll. All right. Each we'll put up a poll. It have to be actually. We'll have to do it soon. We'll have yeah, to do so, it we, so we can, so we can prepare. Can pre- prepare. Right. So let's do that, Paul. You want to do a li- listener's choice, April? Why not? Let them pick the topics. Uh, I mean, they they come up with great stuff, man. The mail yeah. bag and the polls and stuff. It's sure. Good. Yeah. Let's we'll do, do it. that. Let's do it. All right. Uh, there you go. Then. So March is our Super Collectors Month. We have that all laid out. Uh, we'll announce the guests for those uh, after the industry summit. And then, or maybe during the industry summit, and then April we'll do listener's choice. That sounds good. Awesome. All right, uh, that's this week. 
had a lot of fun. Again, Nate Robinson was amazing. Our guys up in Canada were amazing. They were, they were. Hot shot. I'm coming for you, dude. Me and Paul are coming. <laughs> we're coming to the, to the buffet. To the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take him on there. <laughs> we might stand a chance. Um, oh, man. Too funny. And Curtis uh, at Fresh Row Collectibles. Man, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. First of all, I want to. He hit me up on Twitter months ago. Hey, I love your show. This is awesome. Nice. Thanks for doing this. We listen to this in our in our shop while we do break. Well, not our shop, but we listen to this while we do breaks. So, uh, want to thank him for that. And it took us a while to get him on, but he's finally on. Perfect. Um, I think it was great. Yeah, man. It was absolutely. All around good show. Absolutely. All right, Paul. You gonna buy? Uh, you gonna buy more select football this year? I Just throwing it out there because I know you bought some last. I year. I bought a ton last year. You did. Um, I don't know. You don't know. I want to. I want to say yes. Okay, but I'm gonna wait. All right, because I'm still reeling from my prism. The prism. I got you. I still have some of it left. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I'm still still reeling from that. All right, guys, that's the show. Check out our get our. Our Nate Robinson giveaway is going to be posted soon. Killer. Get in on that. Check out the dunk contest this week. He says that he said Donovan Donovan Mitchell was going yeah, to take it home. Said, yeah, he said between the rookies. Yeah, so uh, make sure you're checking out that. Until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Jericho. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. They just lurking in the darkness, won't leave living tonight. Punchline for this fight because they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and high hats, they be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Me and my people just might tonight. Alright? Me and my people just might. This still sounds stupendous Other cats on the radio, they sound horrendous We some mind benders and ain't never been pretenders You out here trying to end us, but y'all just beginners We some natural born killers and we creeping through your windows, man We the fucking realest, man, regardless if you feel us, man Don't make me call the hitters, to pay the grave diggers Man, I'm just playing